Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Tuesday, the 18th of May. My name is Ben and I'm very pleased to be joined as always by Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, lots to uh, lots to smile about. It feels like this week, you know. We yeah, Blades won a game. We're uh, you and I are going to watch uh, a game together tomorrow night at the pub, which is nice. Yes, to sit inside. Yeah, when you when you sort of I was going to say, don't say we're going to Newcastle. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> just just get a very very tall crane and just peer over the stands to watch it. There. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So lots lots going on. I, I just start with a quick apology actually to. Uh, well, it's to you, but uh, also mainly the listeners, but uh, to you for messing you about last week when we were going to record a podcast. And uh, yeah, apologies to anyone who was expecting a podcast there. But work and, uh, work and life got in the way a little bit, so, uh, so I, had to, I had to bounce. But now it's won. We only sing when we're winning. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is... Uh, you know, this is the, the the blessing and the curse of being self-employed. Is uh, the blessing is I can generally record a podcast whenever I want, and the curse is if I don't actually do any work, I don't get paid. So, yeah. <laughs> I had to bounce the podcast for this week. But uh, <laughs> but there you go, we're here, and yeah, by by happy coincidence, you know, I'd won a game in uh, in that interim period, which we will touch on today. Well, well as you were talking about it in quite a bit of detail, it was a really interesting, enjoyable match, I thought. Um, I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, actually, because I thought those days were long gone. <laughs> indeed, this season, yeah. Least. So get to that one in a second. We're going to talk... The, the main purpose of this podcast, which we were going to do last week, is uh, silver linings of being relegated to the Championship. So this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. If there's any you know fans of uh, teams that didn't get relegated this season... Uh, picking up on this title to the podcast and be like, oh yeah, just just keep kidding yourselves that the Championship yeah, is better yeah, than the yeah, Premier yeah. League. But I think there are some things that are better about the Championship than the Premier League and we're going to uh, we're gonna run through them. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a few that spring immediately to mind for anybody listening. So uh, we'll get to that. Let's, uh, what should we talk about first? Let's, well, let's talk about the return of fans first. Um, particularly... Yeah, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so we finally got an announcement. I've been... I've been sat here for weeks, you know, refreshing United's website. Like, when are you going to tell us what's going on with the blooming tickets? We're known for a month that Burnley is theoretically going to have fans for the uh, the last game of the season. Um, and finally, details were announced. And, uh, yeah, £40 for Burnley at home. I know my first reaction was, £40 for Burnley at home? Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'll, I'll just pay it because I'm a very rich man. I'm. <laughs> now it's it's an absolute disgrace, isn't it? To be honest, let's like, not not going to beat about the bush. It's like it, I understand it's not just come out of nowhere. This um, this price, it's not just like you know. Not, I think Burnley last season at home was thirty five pound. Mm-hmm. So take everything, take you know, take it out of context completely. You might think, well, it's only a five pound extra raise, and no one's been to a game this season. Why not? But obviously that don't cover everything else, does it? With the pandemic and uh, how bad we've been, and they just completely misread the room, I think. And especially when you see the team that we're actually playing giving their tickets away for free. Yeah, what's it's that? It's a home it's game a... with Liverpool, is it? I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah home game with Liverpool. Which yeah, it's a bit more of a game. prestige fixture with respect to Burnley, and I'm sure they would say the same about us as well. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I'm not going to defend it at all because I mean, like I say, I can see why they come to that price purely from a. I don't know. That was maybe a business point of view with no sort of uh, no sort of feeling in it uh, because you're thinking they probably will sell those tickets for forty pound um, because there's only five thousand. I imagine they will sell, so they'll probably say, "Well, you know, the demand's there, so why not?" But yeah. it's a bit of a 
Yeah, it's not it's not a good look, I don't think. What no, about yourself? Yeah, I, I think disgrace is going a, a little bit far um, because, yeah, as, as you said, the, this is the price it was last season, essentially. I think I think the Category A star games, which is, you know, that was like Manu at home. So it is a step above Burnley in a dead rubber game with, you know, a, a team that's been relegated already against a team that has nothing to play for. Yeah. But it's not like uh, it's not like this is the first time we've ever seen these prices. It's not like uh, you know, yeah, it was twenty quid last season, and it's like, oh, let's see if we can let's just test the water. We're getting away with forty quid for a ticket, so yeah, I, I can see where it's come from. But yeah, it's, it's a big. It just feels like such a a missed opportunity to do something nice for the fans. You know, I, I think well, it's the, been a terrible season. Yeah, the, 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 a lot of people are very unhappy with the board due to Wilder leaving still. I just think it's really bad sort of PR yeah. more than anything else, to be honest. I understand what you're saying. You know, if it's a if it's a normal Premier League game, forty pound at home to Burnley, it's pretty much the going rate, unfortunately. Yeah. I think every game last season were at least thirty five pound. I think that's right because they were all Category A and Category A games were thirty five pound. Obviously, most people had a season ticket, so you know they, that that won't have come into it for them. But I'm pretty sure most games last season were thirty five pounds. So, like I said, they've not just plucked it out of thin air. This forty pound, it's just taken out of context. It, it it makes sense with everything else that's gone on. Yeah, it leaves a bit of a, a sour taste, I think. But yeah. at the same time, I think it will sell out. It will absolutely sell out. Um, and let me, I'll just talk you through my personal journey here. I, I saw that. I think they announced it on Friday, didn't they? Last week, the tickets and yeah. And as I said, I saw it. I was like, oh, because I've been so desperate to go to Bramall Lane. Like I've been, mm. you know, I just, I, I get, um, I completely get the line of thinking from people who say like, I just, I just want to distance myself from this season. I don't want anything to do with uh, going to that last game. You know, even even setting aside like if you have any health concerns of you know going back to a, a large yeah. large ish public event. But people just sort of thinking, I don't want anything to do with this season. I don't want to watch this team and it taint my memory of recent United teams, mm. etc. But I, I was like, no, I desperately want to go. And I saw forty pounds. I was like, ah, oh, forget it. Like that's just that is yeah, just yeah. ridiculous for all the reasons we just said. You know, dead game team that's absolutely buried this kind of thing. And then uh, I, t- I said to my dad, you know, it's 40 quid. And he was like, we're going to get some then. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that 40 quid? And he said, live football. Oh, okay. And then I, I went for a run on Saturday morning through town. I ran past Bramall Lane and I thought, oh, I'm going to have to try on. I can't. It's not about the product on the pitch at the moment. It's It was the thought of going to the pub with my dad before the game and then going to a game of football and experiencing that and it being the sort of the cornerstone of my weekend once again, if you like. And £40 is a lot of money, but um, I'll be very much trying to get a ticket for sure. Unfortunately, I haven't got a blooming chance because, as you say, it's going to sell out immediately. I've, yeah. You know, my mind comes back to uh, when we played Bolton away in League One and there was a, um, you know, there, there was, for what it's worth, a, a boycott, if you like, of their ridiculously expensive tickets, which I think were 36 or £38 for... Uh, you know the first first game of the Wilder era, so we'd had that's five. Right, that's correct, yeah. We'd had, we'd sat through five years of bilge in League One, essentially, and then Bolton are charging us thirty eight quid. There were like four thousand tickets. They sold out immediately after everyone had yeah. been saying what a disgrace. And that's what's going to happen here. They're going to be gone on the first day, um, and I'm going to be sad that I can't go. But on the plus side, I suppose I'll say forty pounds. I can mentally put that towards next season's season ticket. Put forty so- pounds on Burnley win. You'll- <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you put? A, I do my own. I, I followed your lead actually. I start putting a fiver on uh, every team United are playing, which I'm sure pe- we're going to get hammered for this podcast. You're going to a match where you're, you're selling out the man. Bets <laughs> 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 on against United, um, but we lost. Obviously, I lost the five pound bet on uh, on Sunday, so that was quite. I would be delighted about it, to be fair. I've made enough money off United this season, to be fair. I'm just looking, by the way, sorry, I'm just looking at Barnsley tickets yesterday with £25, which I think puts in perspective how we got it wrong a little bit, because that's a playoff semi-final. This is yeah. a dead rubber, really. It is, yeah. No, it's... it's I, the only defence I can offer for £40 is, like, that's what it was last season. But, yeah, it's yeah. A, I think it's a pretty big mistake. Um, they They... Yeah, should have set it much lower for sure, but it's going to sell out. People are going to pay that. I would pay that. I'm the idiot, I suppose, that's uh, supporting these prices at that. But, yeah, that's how desperate I am to go to a game. So, talking generally, I mean, we'll get to the Everton match in a second, but in theory, we have now watched our last United game with zero fans in the stadium. Yeah. Which is delightful. <laughs> Let's have... hope so. I mean, that that someone said that, actually, on... Um... Oh, I can't remember what game you were watching. Uh one of the one of the I'm not really watching that much football. One of the games that I'm watching, and someone said, "Let's hope this is the last time we ever see um, a stadium with no fans in it." And I'm thinking, "Wow, that's quite poignant, actually." <laughs> yeah, it's quite sort of uh, I don't know, a bit of a lump in the throat moment. I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, I mean, you know, all being well, that that's it now." Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen, and we're, we're not. This is not science hour, so we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know actually what's around the corner and stuff. But yeah, let's hope so because I think. The FA Cup semi-final, even sorry, the FA Cup final and the playoff games that I've watched, it's been such a difference, hasn't it? Yeah, no, I've, I've, I, I feel, I can feel my love of football rekindling yeah. watching those games. Barnsley match yesterday were appalling. It was an absolutely atrocious game of football in terms of skill. <laughs> I enjoyed I it. Engrossed. Yeah. I engrossed in it because the fans and the booing and the and the. You know, they're having to go at the ref and making right decisions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're all, we're all back. And I just couldn't believe how, you know, I've watched so many games this season where there's no fans and there were better games in the Barnsley game. And that Barnsley game is probably the third best game I've seen this season behind the FA Cup final and Wednesday going down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I guess, um, this this is I didn't realise this before, until, I guess until this season, and probably not until we started to get these games with fans back, but the the television experience of me watching a game at the moment, I'm not, I don't stare at the screen for 90 minutes. You know, I, I guess no. most people don't. You know, you look at your phone, no. you're whatever, reading a book or something. And um, But, the, but the, the real crowd, it, you're like I'm, I'm mentally attuned as to when to turn my attention back to the game, like, yeah. fully devoted to it. You know, the crowd swells because there's an attack or they win a set piece or something like that. And- but even yesterday, I, I, like, like you, I, I was looking at my phone. <clears throat> I might have even messing you, actually. I don't know, but I was looking at my phone and then there was this, oh, I don't like, I looked at it. Just a normal tackle that everyone thought were a foul, but still you get that sort of, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Which obviously you don't get that with the, and that would really, in the FA Cup final where the Leicester fans are booing the every time Chilwell, Chilwell got the ball, yeah. for instance, Brilliant. I mean, it's sort of those sort of things that... I mean, you said to me, didn't you, that it's the first time you've ever actually smiled at someone going, uh, oh, you fat, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when it comes to taking a goal kick. It's the first time that's anyone ever made anyone laugh, because he's back. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, that was... 
the atmosphere was better at Oakwell than uh, than Dean Court. Dean Court is that what it's called these days? Is it the Vitality Stadium? I didn't see. Yeah, Vitality. Stadium. I didn't see this one. I worked for this one actually. Yeah, which which is was probably true pre-COVID as well. To be fair, yeah. yeah no, yeah. <laughs> no offense to uh, Beijmouth. The atmosphere were really good last night. To be fair, exactly that, and and that was with five thousand fans, all spaced out. Uh, by spaced out, I mean uh, physically, not like high on drugs. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it, it was a really good atmosphere. The FA Cup final was a really good atmosphere. I mean, it's one of the better atmospheres I've seen at a Wembley game, to be honest. Like, I said exactly the same, that, to my dad. I talked to my dad about it after, and I said, like, honestly, I remember the Cup final a couple of years ago at Chelsea Man U or someone like that, and it was just like, this is just turgid, that all these corporate people. That were amazing, particularly from the Leicester fans, to be fair. Um, yeah. Amazing atmosphere. Yeah, so I'm I'm encouraged. This is what I mean, you know, just... I'm I'm feeling very upbeat right now. Uh, you know, maybe maybe United winning has, has helped that a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, it it feels feels hopeful, mate. I'm I'm ex- I'm starting to turn my thoughts towards the Euros that starts in a couple of weeks. Mm. You know, there's going to be fans at, at least some of those games. Uh, I think- yeah, yeah. Like I say, I mean, I, I don't. I'm I'm in this sort of situation at the moment with all the pandemic stuff where I'm not. I'm trying to not get excited because mm. obviously we've been kicked in the teeth before, you know what I mean, with fans <laughs> coming back. Uh, and then it, they've got away again and then you keep hearing all these varying and thinking, oh, what's going to happen? So I'm sort of keeping my powder dry. But yeah, you know, touch wood, everything's going sli- slowly back to normal, which is, you know, it's fantastic compared to where we were this time last year. Hell, yes, it is. Uh, we still... By the way, just to start what I want to say, by the way, before I forget, because I've not wrote this down, so I'll probably forget it. Mm-hmm. Last year, we in the whole of 2020, we only won seven games. This is courtesy of Silent Blade, by the way, on S2, brilliant for stats and stuff. Um, yeah, we've won seven games last year in all of 22, 2020. This year, we've already won six. Yeah, and I guess if you throw in the cups as well, we've probably won yeah. won like what nine cup games. We've probably only won yeah. seven last year. I can't remember what we did. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we got to the quarterfinal last year as well, didn't we? Oh so, yeah, we did get. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. But no, that is final. that is impressive, and I guess it sort of shows we were uh, sliding a little bit last year. I suppose maybe mm. maybe this season shouldn't have been quite a quite a surprise. I know to be fair, pretty much every United fan said we expect to be not as good this year. Just but uh, not just this, not this bad, <laughs> not this bad. Fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we still don't have a manager. Uh, although, who needs a manager when we bat- battering Everton away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heckingbottom's second win, I believe. Um, so it, it sounds from uh, you know more official sources than some guy on Twitter. It sounds like <laughs> stuff may be happening with that in the next few days. Um, so I know you can't read anything into odds at all, but the odds yeah, now are outrageous. Really, I think he's like you know odds on, and the nearest one's blessing at eight to one. Yeah, who, who's he? Say his name. Uh, sorry, Jakanovic. Sorry. <laughs> oh, there you go. You've perfected it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's what you spend your weekend doing. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's talk about Everton away then. A uh, a 1-0 win. And I guess, um, you know, I, I was not exactly thrilled about the prospect of watching this game in advance. But then you told me that uh, a young fella... Daniel Jebison is starting. I was like, oh. Yeah, because I think you were um in an hour over to watch it because the Red Sox were on. That's right, yes. I'm enjoying yeah. the Boston Red Sox at the minute. I thought yeah, I might get a second fair, screen. Fair enough, completely, to be fair, I think, personally. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I said, oh, John Jebison's played out front. He's like, oh, I'm going to have to watch this. And then obviously bangs went in after six minutes or whatever it was. And Yeah, I... Um... And, and I, I actually cheered. I was like, oh, you know, what, a, what a lovely moment. There's, there's not been mm. much, much at all to smile about this season, but that... 
genuinely did bring a smile to my face. Yeah, I text about fifteen people. Jefferson <laughs> <laughs> scored. There was like because a lot of like, same as same as us. Well, you know, you, you were saying you were going to watch Red Sox. A lot of people weren't watching it. Who United fans who I know? They're just like I can't bother with that. Just just depressing and stuff. And then, you know, I text everyone who weren't watching saying he scored. He's actually scored. <laughs> yeah, it was it was such a nice moment. So what what was the start? Is the uh... Youngest player to score on his full debut in the Premier that's, League. That's right, because a lot of people bring in Wayne Rooney, but Wayne Rooney came on as a sub <laughs> for Everton against Arsenal when he scored. Yeah, that's right. Jefferson, obviously, he, um, he came off the bench against Palace, didn't he, last week? Remember, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing it. Nearly got one there, didn't they? I think probably. Yeah, he, he looked good. Um, I, I thought people were get, maybe getting a little overexcited about him. <laughs> to be honest, like relative yeah, to what yeah, we're seeing, yeah. but I think it's just one of those things you always do yeah. with a young lad who comes in and, and it, it was not awful. <laughs> they normally get like a lot of leeway. Yeah, but yeah, as soon as I saw him starting, I was, I was like, "This is, this is what I've been crying out for for five or six weeks." You know, we've been relegated yeah. forever. Finally, we're, you know, we're we're seeing something different in terms of uh, personnel and also formation a little bit as well. I, I, this is mm. kind of cameoed in some of these other recent games, hasn't it? But Ben yeah. Osborne playing ostensibly as a number ten, you know, ostensibly. The role. Yeah, and um, I thought he was really good. Like not a, not in a. We found the answer. <laughs> ben Osborne no, has yeah. to start there every season, but I thought he acquitted himself really well, and just our team just flowed so nicely. I think the difference if getting an early goal obviously helps. I mean, we've done that so so few times this season, yeah. but yeah. everything just looked so pleasant, didn't it? You know, you think of. Somebody somebody asked me on Twitter when was the last time we actually enjoyed a game, and I I think you have to go back to Man U away because I know we've won games since then, but those were Brighton and Villa, and they were very not smash and grab, but it was like we get the first goal and then it was absolutely sit back. We basically didn't get yeah. any opposition half for the rest of the game. Yeah, bodies on the line sort of performance, sort of a Warnocky sort of you know throwing bodies in front of rather than actually we dominated the first half in this game. Yeah. Uh, and- I think personally, it's a better performance than the Man United one. That, that's a brave take. Just in the way that we con- we controlled this game, I think against Man United we competed really well and we were at least as good as them. I think in this one we controlled the match personally. Yeah, against a really strong Everton team, you know that was their that best w- side. That they said yeah. that on the view from after that that were their fully, you know, their full eleven basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we certainly played a lot better. Than we did at Goodison Park last season when we won two. Yeah, so well, we won- I'll bring this up to you actually. I mean, where would you put this in our Premier League performances? I don't want to go over the top. It's a nothing game and all this sort of stuff. But just purely taken as a performance, I think that'd maybe in our top six or seven performances since we've come up. Maybe crack the top ten. I'd need to think about that. You put you put me on the spot with no preparation. Yeah, there. I was just thinking. So I was thinking like obviously Tottenham away last season were fantastic. Man U at home. Obviously we didn't win those games. Funnily enough, Burnley at home. There were some good performances. For instance, I put that Everton away win above, say, I don't know, the West Ham at home win or yeah. Norwich at home or Norwich away or maybe even Palace at home or Palace away, certainly. So, Yeah, I, wouldn't, I would not argue with any of those four you've, you've thrown up there for sure. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was just a confident performance. I mean, there's so many players we could pick out that had a really nice game. I'm going to talk about Jefferson first, I suppose. Just... Mm. I mean, that's just, that is like a, a dream thing to happen, isn't it? You know, great, yeah. great bit of anticipation and movement from him. And what about another man returning to the team, Jackie Longthrow? That, right. We got a lot of messages about Jackie Longthrow. And someone said, don't you dare slag him off again. I don't think we've slagged him off. We've, I don't think we've, we've slagged him off. I was going to 
chime back at that and then I thought I'll, <laughs> I'll save it for the podcast when the person who said it can't reply to me <laughs> yeah that's a good idea I like that but no I don't think we've obviously called him Jackie Longfro <laughs> he's not really the sort of a yeah he's sort of um what's the word I won't say a backhander compliment it's sort of patronizing his role should we yeah. say yeah that's right but I think my problem with Robinson, I think he's just a championship defender. That, that I don't think there's anything wrong with his work ethic. I don't think there's anything. I think he's the sort of person who plays ball for 85 minutes a game. But mm. in the five minutes where he doesn't play well, he normally makes a mistake that leads to a goal. This was his best performance in a United shirt by a mile. Yeah, he was. I thought he was really good against Arsenal in the FA Cup about a year, yes, la- yeah. last year. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was very good and... A lovely bit of play to uh, to set up the first goal. You know, he, he drives at the defender. Uh, is it um, was it Keane actually was playing centre by Keane and Godfrey? Yeah, think, yeah, that's to... right. With Keane, yeah, Keane showed him inside for some reason rather than yeah. and he's off the third. So uh, he says, "Thanks very much. I'll power past you." This is our left centre back foraging into the box. You know, flashback to O'Connell. This um, I'm about to mention this. He got forward quite a lot, far more than you know when when Ampadu played there or uh, yeah. even Stevens has played there. Brian gets forward when he can and stuff. But I think that's the the most we've seen the overlapping thing for a while. Lot. Well, I think because as you said earlier, we had some actual control of the game and control of the ball, mm. and yeah, yeah, we were able to get. I mean, that was what it, why it was so successful in the championship, wasn't it? Because we were able to control the ball in the final third, and that was how we'd work those overloads. Um, but yeah, he uh, he, you know, very confident drives into the box, fires over the cross, and yeah, Jebison gets away from Godfrey and, and stabs it in, and I'm so pleased for him. Like you know, this yeah. is a kid I don't think I knew of until maybe three or four months ago when I started. I about to mention this to you. Did it feel to you like he's sort of come out of nowhere? Obviously, we've all heard about Brunt for a couple of years almost now, it seems. Brunt and Hackford, uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, Hackford and uh, the, is it Endaya? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's, obviously, these are the ones we've been spoken about on the right back whose name is, is it Seke? Uh, uh, Sariki, I think. Sariki, that's it, sorry. Yeah, these are the ones who have all been, and this guy sort of came on last week and I was thinking, I've heard of him, but I didn't know he was sort of that. Yeah, we even had Frankie Maguire on the bench, didn't we, earlier on in the season? Oh, blimey, yeah, so we did, yeah. Um, and this guy's sort of coming out of nowhere, it seems to me, anyway. I mean, obviously, I don't watch enough uh, under-23 football. I'm not ball soap off. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he'll know all about it more than I do. But he just this guy just seems to have overtaken everyone else. He's, he, he's not someone who's been on, a, on the bench or anything like that before, as far as I know. No, I don't think so. Just the, just the last couple of weeks, I think. So, um, mm. yeah, only the last few months is when I've properly become aware of him, just, just from paying more attention to the under 23s because mm. they've been doing so well and uh they won last night didn't they and got through to the uh the playoff final am um, i right in thinking brunt didn't play last night so i'm sure i read this and a lot of people say well maybe he's, he could be in for the newcastle game because he didn't he didn't actually play yesterday i didn't see the full team but he was on the bench for uh everton wasn't he and i think hecking bottom said yesterday that the squad is what was in the squad yesterday so mm. um yeah that would include brunt and fantastic uh, if we saw him as well to be fair yeah, it would for sure. Um, train of thought here has been lost. Uh, Sorry, oh, I... no, 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 it's all good. Um, but yeah, I mean the thing with Jefferson is he's only seventeen, isn't he? I mean, so yeah. you know he's he is coming out of nowhere a little bit. Um, I did. You, you didn't have the sound on, I believe, did you? The commentary? No, I'm watching the lads on the Sheffield Night way actually. Uh, ah, okay. Um, um, again, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, luckily, I didn't have Martin Keown's uh, tones. Yeah, Martin Keown was saying, "Yeah, well, you know, you, you kind of wish you'd uh, seen a bit more of him earlier in the season." He's seventeen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Martin Keown, 
did not know who that man was until he put the ball in the net. Let's not <laughs> let's not get ourselves. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the, uh, the by the, the way, did you listen to his interview after Jefferson? Jefferson, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did not know he was Canadian. He no, started speaking, and I was like. What are you doing? Why are you pretending to be American? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was the most of a Canadian accent ever, but I, no, I, just, I was expecting this, like, you know, young, as young people speak, you know, like, so, yeah, well, good game. And he's like, yeah, man, I are. <laughs> 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 uh, um, what on earth were we talking about? Uh, uh, it's Mike Keown, yeah, the. Oh, that's uh, it, Mike Keown. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, the the commentators were uh, they were playing all the hits for one last time this season. Um, you know, United have lost X number of games by a single goal, so it just goes to show the fine margins at this level, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Sake, not this I again. might do like a little melody on my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> all these high margins and last season was they were so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, David McGoldrick just. I mean, I just have to laugh at how much better he is than all our other outfield players. I mean... I think it was summed up by that comment in The View from the best comment of the season, I think, where someone said there is no way there was only one David McGoldrick on the field. There was at least three. I <laughs> uh, just... And, and that was a bit of a flashback to the sort of peak McGoldrick of last season in the Championship when he yeah. when he has that opportunity to just roam around because because the rest of the team is functioning and... That's you know, it. You know, we don't need him to be a you know a spearhead of the attack. He can just pop up everywhere, and eyes. Oh, it's just I've said it so many times. Just a delight to watch. He really makes me happy whenever. You he know, gets if, on the ball. if you, everyone keeps saying, "I wish you were younger." If he was younger, he stayed in the Premier League. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without. He'd been there all. I think he'd have been there all pretty much all his career if it weren't for injuries. Yeah, it is. It is mad that he's this good, and um, it's only the last couple of years that we've. He's really had the chance to show, but then I suppose he's. It's only the last couple of years he's properly stayed injury free, hasn't it? Sort of uh, knock this on wood. This is strange. I mean, obviously, keep it. So he's thirty three. You expect, obviously, as players get older, they pick up injuries. He's actually getting better with injuries, isn't he? To be fair, I know he's missed a yeah. few this season, but he's not missed many. Yeah, very few. Um, he was outstanding. Now, I did say, uh, you know, laughably, our best outfield player, and that's because the Aaron Ramsdale redemption arc continues apace. Yeah, I mean, he's what a second half of the season he's had. He's been absolutely outstanding for what four months now. Yeah, and I mean outstanding. I, I yeah. actually think, and people are going to think this is people who are listening to United fans might think this is just being biased. I think he's the most informed English goalkeeper. I think he's the best English goalkeeper right now. The others are making mistakes. Henderson's making a couple of mistakes. Pickford, we're not Pickford's like, obviously. I've seen Pope make a couple of mistakes. Ramsdale's not done a single thing wrong as that I can think of since January. A, a lot of this is in the head, as in my head, but um, I just feel so much more at ease and con- confident with everything that he does, whether it's you know coming out of his box to clear it, whether it's whether it's passing straight into midfield rather than... He's, yeah, his distribution's been fantastic, yeah. And it's like, well, where, where was this? Why weren't we doing this? And I fully believe it's because we, you know, we were telling him not to do it. It can't have just been that he was whacking it straight to an unmarked Henderson, central defender every time. There was an interview with Henderson earlier on this season, and he said something about things he's had to learn at Man United, different at Sheffield United. And he said, well, at Sheffield United, we were told not to pass it out. So that's something I've had to learn. And we, I'm not going to criticise Wilder for that because we praised that. We were saying we haven't got the players to pass it mm-hmm. out, basically. And we were creating, obviously, we were doing fantastically well. 
I think there's definitely been a change since the, the, the maybe the biggest change since Ekin Bottom came in is that we are playing out from the back. Doesn't always work because you know Wilder is probably right in that we possibly don't have those sort of plays to fully execute it. We're certainly not a Man City or anything like that. But I do think there's been improvements to that side of it. Yeah, and he's been a big part of that with his you know with his uh, distributions when he when he's got the ball. Yeah, I should say you know. It, I don't feel like this Everton game has like turned a corner. You know, the Not team's all. turned a corner. Yeah, we've been bad. Like, let's be honest, we've been very bad since uh, since Chris Wilder left, and since uh, you know, well before that as well. Um, and you know, this is it's still only one more the goal Palace to our tally. Obviously, we've not spoke about the Palace game. Mm. I don't think you saw all. Did you see the second half of that one? I was said? out for the first half and I saw the second half, yeah. That was shocking. That were a disgrace, that. That, that mm. were absolutely appalling. That, up there with the worst this season. And I was thinking, this team, just, they're, they're not bothered. They're not, 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 I'm not saying not bothered ever again, but they just go through the motions, want to get to the end of the season, sort of understandably, I suppose. <laughs> well, goes, but, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was one of the only times this season where I've sort of questioned the... Not even question. Now I'm absolutely convinced they weren't putting 100 percent in for that match, mm. and then they came out with this one. And like you say, it could be that early goal. Maybe you get an early goal, you think, "Well, hang on, we may as well win this now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing. Yeah, the, when I'm talking about Ramsdale here, and uh, you know, not like, "Oh, this is it. This is a revolution that we were able to pass it out from the back." It's more just a overall level of improvement, and some of the saves that he's making. Oh. oh. Amazing. That one from Alan um, from the edge of the area early on. Yeah, brilliant save, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And I mean, I think that was up there with uh, Schmeichel made one similar to that in the uh, FA Cup final. That was what it reminded me of. But the double save. I was actually in Greenwich Blade put this up on us too. Um, What were the better save? The double save Ramsdale double save or the double save Henderson against Norwich last season? Uh, Tough question. Very tough, yeah. I'm going to let you answer and I'll probably just agree. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing with Henderson is he still needed Maguire, uh, McGoldrick to actually yeah. clear the ball, whereas uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ramsdale got out of danger. But, yeah, that was... I, I'm I'm just not going to answer that. <laughs> just move on. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> uh, so it makes a great save from the header. And then I I just assume this is a goal, to be honest. And I think probably yeah. Calvert-Lewin did as well because the speed at which he bounced back up uh, Ramsdale and pushes it away and... Yeah, it's. Uh, I like seeing a smile on his face, um, and he's. I mean, yeah, it's it's him, McGoldrick, and then a massive gap to yeah. whoever you want to put forward as player of the Honestly, season. I've seen a few people say Basham and Egan, not for me. For a start, they've not played as many games as those two, um, and I don't think they've been. I think McGoldrick's the only player who can look in the mirror. Maybe Billy Sharp actually, who can look yeah. in the mirror and say, "I was as good as last season." Yeah, but the distance between first, second, and then third. Yeah, is massive. I think for that, but yeah, uh, completely agree. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm I'm delighted with uh, with how he's turned it round, and he has turned it round. You know, we we we're not going to be. I don't think we should rewrite history here. He was below average for four or five months there. Yeah, he costed us a few goals. He didn't. Yeah. He looked. Convincing. He looked so shot from a confidence perspective. But yeah, four months now, I'd say. He's, he's not been good. He's been great, and that's it. That's the difference. Yeah, if it had just like improved, and you think, oh, it looks like a normal goalkeeper now, but it doesn't. He's looking like right now, and I'm not saying he is. He is playing like one of the best goalkeepers in the Premier League. You you watch more football than me at the moment, so I'm, I'm not going to challenge that opinion. I don't see how. I I mean, I'm not. I can't. I mean, Schmeichel pulled some great saves off, obviously in the FA Cup final, and he's he seems to be playing well. Every goalkeeper though that I see seems to be making a mistake of some sort. 
I mean, which, which they do. And I don't remember a single one from Ramsdale, since, like I say, since January. Yeah, well, you know what's going to happen tomorrow night now, don't you? But, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, what to say with Ramsdale? I had one other thought, I think. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, what were we just saying about him? Sorry, this is. I'm out of practice with these podcasts, obviously. Uh, no, can't remember. Move on. We'll, uh, Can if... I get in the England squad, do we think? No, he won't. Oh, oh. That, that was, yeah, that was kind of, uh, yeah, that was my final thought, actually. It was just, um, you know, I said he's been great. Uh, and I think anyone outside would be like, well, how can you say that? You lose every week and, you know, you, yeah. you've kept, what is that, our third <clears throat> clean sheet of the season, I think? Yeah. Something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. But the fact is our defence has been bad, like, the whole season. We have one of the worst defences in the league, like, not only on goals conceded, but on expected goals as well. And eventually, mm. you know, he can't do everything. Eventually, we just give up so many chances that eventually the opposition are going to score. And yeah, these, you know, clean sheets are both, I guess, his responsibility and also not his fault to some extent, I think. You know, eventually you can't just keep out everything. But I think... It sort know, of changed around for him. I'm trying to think. The Liverpool game, where he sort of did make a mistake in that, actually, eventually. You know, when he pushed it out and... Uh, I can't remember it was who tapped it in. It might be Mane. Someone tapped it in. That may be a bit of a mistake. But you remember that game when we were like going, "Where's this come from?" From Ramsdale. Oh yeah, it was like a one <laughs> man army. Save after it? save after save off. And since that game, he's pretty much kept at that level. Yeah, he's uh, he's been great. This is another game. I'm uh, I'm very pleased for him to get that clean sheet. And uh, yeah, I liked his little after match comment in the dressing room. Did you see that? Of, uh... I don't think I did actually. <laughs> they were well, all. I did when he said, "I can't believe I didn't win." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jebison comes into the change room. Everyone's cheering for him, and uh, yeah, Ramsdale sort of leans into the camera lens and says, "It's a, it's an outrage that I'm not the man of the match," which is a yeah. fair point, I think. But let Jebison have his moment in the sun. Um, right, anything else you want to say about that game? It's, it's just a really, it's just so nice to enjoy a game. I mean, I don't. And I was thinking about this afterwards. I thought if Everton had equalised in the last minute, I don't think it would have diminished my enjoyment of the game. I don't think I would have been like, uh, you know, same old United for this season, whatever. Mm. It just it was like mm. 90 minutes of enjoying watching my team compete and look good and do things that were fun to watch. So, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we'll have another one tomorrow night and uh, on Sunday as well against Burnley. But... I guess Just to, not... If anyone knows, by the way, when, when was the last time we had a game where we didn't make any subs? Did we not make a single sub? We didn't make a single sub, no. Huh. No way. I, I know. Yeah, I, know. I can't remember the last time that happened. Because they were a bit where I think Jefferson's going to come off. He's going to have to put Brewster on. Because I don't mm. know why. You just think that. Like, <laughs> for a young player in his first start. And it never happened. We, ne- we never made a sub. Yeah, he got cramped, didn't he, Jefferson? I think so. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to come off as well. Just a touch on this. I'm going to I'm going to end this game on a, on a massive negative. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I was just about to say the same thing. So go ahead. Yeah, with Brewster, obviously. Does this knock his confidence even more? Oh, I don't know. Is there any? Is there any uh, lower to go for you know? He's had a I do feel, miserable time. I really do feel for him. I mean, this lad's come in his first start and he scored after six minutes. Brewster must have been sat there thinking. Where's my what? tapping? <laughs> yeah, and it does. I mean, right now, and I'm not. I'm, I'm taking this like as if you know. I'm not looking for the future or anything like that. I'm talking about right now because I'm not going to write Brewster off or anything. I'd like to see Brewster after he scored a few goals. You know, to once his confidence is up a little bit, to see what kind of a player he's really like. Right now, though, when you look at the plays we've got coming through, it does seem a huge waste of money—the 23 million—because you, you're looking at our own academy, thinking, well. 
we bought this academy lad from Liverpool when we, it seems like we've got players who are just as good, if maybe even better, in our reserves or our, our you know, our, our youth team. Mm, I think that's a bold statement. I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to go that far just yet. Like I said, I'm not writing them off for the future. I'm just thinking, if we had all the this talent as we know what we have got now, and and look, it's one game. It could be a Jordan Slew type. Hmm. I was just thinking, I don't know. Could that money? It's, I don't. Know, it's hindsight, in it. Could could it have been spent better elsewhere? Yeah. No. It, so that I agree with. I think yeah, it absolutely could. I mean, we were looking at. I guess we can litigate this at the end of the season as well. But yeah, we we spent a load of money on an, on another striker to drop into a team that doesn't create chances. Like you yeah. know, to some extent, you might as well just play Billy Sharp every every week. Yeah, yeah. return yeah. you'll get out of it. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen with Jebison next season if he's going to be part of the first team squad. Or I mean, he's only league. Well, it's not even league, is it? He's um, he's only sort of senior football. Is Chorley on loan? Yeah. So Charlie FM coming in your ears, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's the only. Um, this is it. I mean, that's not what I mean by he's come out of nowhere. I, I did. He wasn't on my radar at all until this year. Yeah, he'll surely be on loan to next season. I mean, he's seventeen for starters, but you know, you just think of Brewster, McGoldrick, Sharp, McBurney, Burke is on all on our books at the moment. I might have Moussa as well. Moussa, yeah, yeah. So yeah. something needs to happen with these players. I mean I think it'll be difficult to get rid of Moussa and Burke, but they're the two who I would pick out to move on. Which sounds might sound a bit daft considering how old Billy Sharp and uh, David McGoldrick are, but I think McGoldrick and Sharp still have something to offer. I don't know. Yes. But Mo- I mean Jefferson's completed ninety minutes, which is something Moussa's not done since he's got here, so <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, and he's obviously uh, Jefferson. This is in the squad for uh, tomorrow night against Newcastle. Hopefully, hopefully, good to start again. I was thinking it's it's a, it's almost a bit of a shame for him that um, you know he's missing out on the success of the under twenty threes end of the season, which is is obviously been a big a big yeah, part yeah. of. But uh, I presume he would choose another Premier League star. Yeah, I think he's, um, yeah, I think he'd uh, choose scoring the Premier League. Yeah. (laughs) 23s, yeah. Potentially, yes. Um, Right, well, we talked about that for longer than I was intending to, but it was, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed watching United again and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching tomorrow night in a pub with you. That'll be a a novel experience because, yeah, I think this entire season, oh no, wait, at the start of the season, I was able to watch a few games with my dad, that's right. But yeah, generally... I'm trying to think Arsenal, where we lost 2-1. I remember watching that in a pub. That was depressing. Leeds, yeah. another depressing. Well, they're all depressing, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're all depressing, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to some silver linings, mate, of uh, of relegation, which is yeah, what I <clears throat> what, what the podcast was intended to be about, but then the Everton game was uh, so interesting and fun that we ended up talking about that for a while instead. So this is... Look, being in the Premier League is the... Uh, I think is the real prize in it. You know, if you most people would not trade being in the Premier League for being in the Championship, but no. there are definitely some plus sides. And yep. I'm going to start with uh, with one that's in the news, an opportunity to uh, to talk about this. And one of my silver linings for getting relegated is that there will still be no Sheffield derbies next season yes. because for the 
for the first time in history, both United and Wednesday have been relegated at the same time. And we're probably both going to finish bottom, although that's not locked in yet. The fact that we won means uh, against Everton means we could theoretically still finish 19th. But I think it's fairly likely we're both going to finish bottom. But um, on that now, by the way, if I, I sent it to you, if the season had started in January, uh, like this year, we'd have been third bottom. Uh, on the same points as West Brom, like just uh, their, their goal difference is better. Two points off Newcastle and Villa. Yeah, just got we to show that awful start. We we all know this. I'm not I'm not breaking any news here, but that awful start just never gave us a chance, did it? No, and that's why after the West Brom game in November, I think it was, we were saying yeah. it's over. Like you just you just can't recover from this. Yeah, our form's been it's been okay since January. Um, yeah, it's still just... been relegation standard. Don't get me wrong. It's still been, but it's it's been acceptable. I think. It would have Given kept us up this... So, I think it's... Let me try and remember this off the top of my head. I think we've taken 18 points from the last 20 games, which goes back to the first game of 2021. Yeah. 18 points from 20 games, prorated over the season. That would be, I think it's 34.2 points, which might get you relegated most times. Yeah. Uh, it would have been joint 17th last season. It would definitely have kept you up this season, because I think uh, the most that any other team can get to is 33, I think. So... It's not appalling, is it? That's the difference. No, no, it's not all. I mean, if you imagine, yeah, I, I think if we'd got 33, 34 points, obviously it would have been, we'd have been disappointed. We probably would have got relegated. But, you know, there'd have been some good moments in there. It would have been a competitive season rather than, yeah, yeah. you know, a disgrace that it has been this year. I mean, that's the other thing um, before we actually get into the silver linings, I guess. That's our sixth win of the season. We've now won more games than Fulham and West Brom. Same as Norwich as well, isn't it, I think? Uh, no, Norwich only won five last season. Oh, did they? So, all right. Well, uh, that's a statement I'm... league then, isn't it? There's no... <laughs> Get <laughs> that on the silver double... linings. I'm just, gonna double... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just double-checking that because I'm pretty sure that's right because I did go out of my way to look it up. But, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, they only won five games last season, Norwich. Did they get 21 points? They did, so we need one more point. Um, one more point, that's it. Confirmed. One more point for guaranteed promotion next season. <laughs> but, yeah, one more games than Fulham and West Brom who... You know, I feel like the narrative around them has been much more positive, which again, I guess, just comes back to how terrible that start was, and you just can't yeah. recover from it. But I mean, it was the worst start ever. That will always be the case. I can't. Yeah. I'll be surprised. Even Derby got a win in that. Uh, you know, their first twenty games. So yeah, yeah, that was after four or five games, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what did I want to say about this? Yeah. So it's funny to think this, isn't it? That actually, since January, we've been all right. <laughs> and, and it, it doesn't, doesn't like feel that, like it, it at all. <laughs> It's been horrible, but we have actually been okay this year. In the last five months, we've been all right. We've been a we've been a poor Premier League team, but an acceptably poor. Acceptably you know, we've been as bad as Newcastle and as bad as Villa. Like I say, two points off Villa, two points off Newcastle. Did you say Villa? Blimey, I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, Villa, Villa would have had. I think it's twenty points they'd have been on since January, and we were on eighteen. Right, rubbish. And get him, get terrible. Smith out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it goes to show they had a fantastic start. I think they were top four. They were, they were top of the league, in top fact, of the weren't league, they? Yeah, beat seven um, one or whatever it was. And that's why they're not going down basically that start because they've not been very good since since Christmas, really. Yeah, I think that's our legacy this season. Is um, we will be the uh, we. I think we're less likely to be cited as like a second season syndrome or um, or you know a terrible team. It will be more about. 
Or you've got to hope you get that first win early, otherwise you could have another Sheffield United on your hands. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. not Complete, winning like... for 10, 12, 15 games. What the and hell it's it right, because it does snowball. We've seen that. It does snowball. And the same way it snowballs, I don't know if snowball's the right word, but the other other way of it. But, you know, if you get on a run of wins, as we did last <laughs> season with the momentum and everything, it, it does make a difference. And it's a cliche, but it is a, it is a fact. If we'd have beat Leeds, for instance, which we could easily have done, Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we'd have stayed up, but I don't think we'd have gone on to that, you know, the 20 games again after that, you know, before we got a win or whatever it was. Yeah, I think we, the team is what it is. We're not where we are because we lack confidence, but no. that that didn't help either. And yeah, if we'd cobbled together five points from those first 10 games, yeah, we're probably going into these last two games with a sniff of survival. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I know. still think I think we're the three worst in the three worst teams. I still yeah. think we go down, but I don't think it had been the the embarrassment that it has been most for most of the season. Yeah, indeed. But we did go down, unfortunately. But fortunately, still won't be playing Sheffield Wednesday next season because they mm. also got relegated. They got relegated to League One, the uh, yeah. the so called pub league. And this only, I gotta say, this only really sunk in. I think the next day that was like. Because I watched, I watched them play Derby and uh, and draw and get relegated, and then the next day I was like, oh, "They're going to be in League One. That's yeah. the league that we got mocked for being stuck in for like four or five years after they for were the fifth time. This is as well in twenty years. Yeah, what a nice feeling, mate. <laughs> you know, we well, don't. Tend... You know what? I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I wasn't as invested as others about Wednesday going down because I think they've got a terrible future no matter what to be honest mm. some of our fans whoa <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm calling out dead by here actually all season <laughs> he's saying they're, they're going to stay up and I'm like no they're not they're not and I'm not I'm going to have to admit when Rotherham let that last minute goal in it's the first time I thought they're going to they are going to stay up I'm going to have to apologise to Mr. Deadbat. But no, he's going to have to apologise to me and I expect him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, I, th- I just think that all season I thought they were going to go down purely because I think they were appalling. I didn't realise, I didn't take into account that there was also another two absolutely abysmal sides in Rotherham and, and Derby. Derby Wednesday and Rotherham between them in the last 52 games won five matches. Five? Yeah. That that is absolutely. But that game, that that three three, I'm I'm not going to lie. I think it's probably the highlight of the season. I know everyone's saying you're obsessed, but that's. But I think it's brilliant having a rival like that. To be honest, like I think I genuinely feel privileged to support a club that has a rival who hates us as much as we hate them. I think clubs like Leeds, Brighton, Barnsley, you never experience something like Bouncing Day, for instance. Yeah, true. Like, they, they never know how much that hurt them. We know how much that hurt them because we know how much it had hurt us or when it hurt us when they picked us to promotion. <clears throat> you know, I've, I've got Wednesday mates who I think talk more sense than a lot of me United mates and stuff, but we'll both happily admit to each other, we, we, you know, we, we wish each other the very worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh... And I think it's unique how similar we are. I know Wednesday think they're massive and stuff, but the fact show we get similar crowds, we've got similar histories, both have spells at the top. You know, granted... Theirs was longer ago than ours, but they achieved more when they were at the top in the 90s and stuff. But two clubs basically were massively underachieved and whose best moments probably involved each other. That's true. Probably fair to say. When's he still have anniversary Boxing Day dinners for a third division game in 1979? And I'm not (laughs) knocking them for that because we still have, you know, dinners about the Derby double in 1991-92 where they finished third. So, and yeah, and I think, I don't think it's an obsession 
especially when your season's going as bad as it is, to look mm. across the road and think, well, things could be a lot, lot worse. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a silver lining for me. That was, in some ways, the uh, the motivation of this whole section, I suppose. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was uh, it was kind of all I was clinging to for these last few weeks of like, this is literally the only thing that can salvage something out of this horrific season. Yeah, you know, where I've had to watch Villa suddenly becoming brilliant. I've had to watch Norwich just stomping to a you know Leeds become the new. Sheffield United. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no fans. We never score. We never win. All our good players have got injured. Our manager's gone. Everything's yeah. terrible. And if Wednesday stay up, that's like, that's the final kick in the face in it out of the entire yeah. season. So, and I understand to... this. I'm obviously joking earlier on about when I was slagging United fans off of being petrified about them going down. I get it because it's that sort of season where you can sort of imagine, mm-hmm. well, now they've stayed up. That's the final, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. The, the final candle on the cake sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the cake of excrement in this case. <laughs> the final gonna, stick yeah, of I'm dynamite. Say that, but I couldn't think of another word for uh, yeah, you now. <laughs> excrement. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so i I, I got to say I was, I was worried when... Uh, when I knew when the situation was that they needed to beat Derby in the final yeah. game because um, I have a mate who's a Derby fan and he is he was so out on that team he said we're just terrible there is absolutely I mean everyone says this I suppose but there's absolutely no way we're gonna do what we need to do do the job to finish it off ourselves but My yeah Derby fan like there's only them two he works like they're the only two people who work where he works and they're um, he said he, like as soon as he got down to that last game I spoke to him on the Sunday and he said um they're staying up Wednesday. I just spoke to that Derby fan at work. He says they're definitely staying up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because Derby didn't win in the fact they won one game out of the last eighteen. Yeah, stayed up with it, and they stayed up, and they had massive celebrations on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I might have just got my car and driven home if I wanted. Like, <laughs> Head down, yeah. yeah, not with Richard Keogh though. That hot, that was horrible though. You know, the, the last five minutes of that. Wednesday Derby game. I was proper nervous, and like I say, yeah. I wasn't as invested in it as a, as some others because I do think even if they'd have stayed up, they were in a bad situation. I mean, he could have proved me wrong, obviously, but I think they'd have still been in a, down there again the season after. But I was so nervous that last five minutes. It was weird. Yeah, it did bring home how much I wanted that to happen. Just as yeah. like, oh, yeah, just yeah. give me give me something out of this season, please. Um, and, and yeah, they hard, as you said, so. They did, yeah. I mean, at one point they were going down regardless of points deduction, weren't they? Which was uh, yeah, was quite pleasant. But um... I like the idea that they've gone down from a points deduction, though, because nothing, nothing against Chancery. I think he's a United hero, but <laughs> I do think that they did try and cheat, basically, and they basically just ignored everything in terms of financial fair play. So it's quite fitting that they went down with it. I know they'll say, "Oh, parachute payments, parachute payments." I, I wrote this on Ice Two actually that. Wednesday acted like a parachute payment club in the in the sense mm. that they spent massive for two years. It didn't work. Now, normally, parachute payment clubs such as your Stokes or Middlesbrough, they'll start cutting the cloth and they'll sell players. And reject. Wednesday didn't. They just carried on as if everything were fine. Yeah. So I can understand completely why Gibson at Middlesbrough were furious when they didn't get a points deduction the season before because he's done everything that the rules say you should do, and Wednesday didn't. So the fact they've gone down by six points is a bit of a... Right, don't try and cheat again, Mr. Chancery. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just thrilled that we don't play them next season. You know, I've, yes. I'm. I'm enjoying the their demise from the championship. But my my main thing is, I just, 
you know, when that fixture list comes out, I don't have to mentally start preparing myself for the dread of a Sheffield derby, which we've talked yeah. about on air loads, haven't we? But yeah, I yeah. hate him. And also, I'd hate to go into it symbolically having to play them on a level playing field after, you know, where we were 12 months ago and where they were right up to the end of the season, so they'd stayed up. That that would really sting, I think, being like, mm. I can't believe we're having to play this team. And obviously yeah, yeah, losing yeah. to them or, uh, you know, drawing nil-nil at home yet again, the shame of that. Um, yeah, it, it would have I been miserable. That, so. That's a great point. That it brought, I mean, it's horrible going back down to the Championship anyway, especially after last season, because you're thinking we'll, we'll, it didn't look like we're going to be back down there for at least a couple of years. And then we, we, we're back quicker than we thought. I, I, and funnily enough, I think it was Dead Battle put this actually, or, or maybe said it on his podcast that I think that was sort of playing Wednesday is sort of that's the the the, the hit home moment, isn't it? Of yeah, yeah you're back here. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, all all that bluster of uh, you know beating Man United at Old Trafford and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. hello again. We still have to come to Hillsborough, yeah, but yeah. we don't. Not next season. Ha ha ha. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll be promoted back to the Premier League before they're promoted back to the Championship. That's the that's got to be the goal, hasn't it? To uh, yeah, yeah, that's assert be, yeah. dominance in the city. Right. Let's uh, let's talk more silver linings. Then what else have you got? Silver linings of uh, not being in the Premier League next season, being in the Championship. Should we go straight to the obvious one of VAR? <laughs> <laughs> go on, talk. I imagine you've got this on your list. So I, um, I mean, I, I don't want to go over it again because it annoys me. Even the, the word VAR <laughs> it, it really annoying me at the moment. I watched the FA Cup final. I was happy Leicester won, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see that goal disallowed, though, I've got to be honest. I mean, it was exciting, don't get me wrong, that Chelsea had that goal knocked off in the last minute. It was offside. Oh, just no. No, 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 no. I don't want to see players celebrating, running around for five minutes or whatever it was. And then, just oh, no, it didn't count, by the way, that. That just takes all the emotion out of it. And I've really enjoyed watching the Championship games this season without VAR, because... Even the Wednesday game, they, Wednesday went three to up, and I thought, oh, they'll they'll check that because they were off. Oh no, they can't. You know. What I mean? Yeah, so. yeah. There were a few goals like that in that game, weren't there? It was such yeah. a. It was so nice to just see the ball hit the net and be like, yeah, that counts. Like, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> regardless of whether it. someone was offside or someone's handballed or whatever, it counts. That's. I'm so looking forward to that. I, I, I really, yeah. I, I think. I don't know. I, w- I wonder if it'll take some getting used to almost from, you know, when we're back in the ground of like, yeah, wait, that's not going to be disallowed. Like n- nobody's going over to check a monitor. You know, there's been a bad tackle. Like, oh, I wonder if they're going to yeah. actually send him off for this and upgrade. And this is why card. I don't like it. And forget everything else with it. And people have got their own opinions. I think most people are against it now, to be honest. It's just that taking the emotion away of we could score any goal. The Lundstrom thing, since that happened, the the, the Lundstrom offside when uh, McGoldrick scored. Yeah, at Spurs. Since that happened, you, you've you just be, you're aware that anything can get disallowed. There's things that you can't see, you've not seen, you're not looking at. Declan Rice against West Ham, West Ham against us, obviously that were fantastic from our point of view. But again, nobody thought that would get disallowed because no one knew what had happened and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that you can't fully celebrate. Jefferson's goal, for instance, you know, if that had been something riding on that, I'd have probably been jumping around my house and then immediately saying, "Oh, hang on." Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Actually. Yeah, uh, and I don't. I just, yeah, I just get rid of it for me. I really, I don't think it's worth uh, getting everything right personally. But that's just my opinion. 
Yeah. So we we obviously were part of the the big VAR experiment in the Premier League. You know, our, yeah. our promotion coincided with them introducing it to the Premier League, and it's it's felt pretty experimental, hasn't it? The whole time we've been yeah. there, and I am pretty happy to just leave that to the Premier League for now. You yeah. you get rid of this or iron out the wrinkles and get it working properly, but. Do it in ways that does not affect us in the slightest, please. That's that's very much what I'm looking forward to next yeah. season for sure. Um, another silver line. There's more games. Yes. Get more bang for my season ticket book next season. Yeah, yeah going pound matches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's, I suppose there's one way of looking at, it, isn't it? There's another. Uh... To be fair, we should probably point out that the season ticket freeze, where you know like, they do need they do deserve praising for that United. Yeah, I'm. I'm really happy with that. I'm a instant renew at that one for sure. Um, Maybe not how it was uh, <laughs> put out with people not being able to get online and what have you. So, yeah, that's true. So, not not quite instantaneous. <laughs> yeah. so the intent was to instantly renew, but yeah, more games. None of this. Like, I mean, I, I think I felt it a bit more last season. We just suddenly go like three weeks without playing a game, wouldn't we? With like international breaks and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I'm ready for the uh, a slightly more relentless schedule of uh, yeah when you. When you win a game, you can get some momentum going, or you lose a game, you can, you've got a chance three days later to set it yeah. right. More midweek games to go to, hopefully as well. Love a midweek game, so yeah, I'm looking forward. And that to that brings me on actually to my one of what I've written. We will be competitive, you'd have thought. Mm. And we're not going to be as bad as this season. Put it that way, I'll be amazed. This way, you clip it, and the next season we're probably with 20 <laughs> points. But we're, we are going to be more. We're, got, we're going to win more, and we're going to have the way the championship is. You pretty much destined to have something to play for with a month to go whether yeah. it's relegation or playoffs or something you've got something that you can normally say hang on if we win a couple here we could do this or and it, it's a division where you can literally win any game every game is a genuine chance for three points our hardest game next season on paper will be Fulham away it's not beyond the realms of possibility that we'll beat Fulham away this season it'll be one of the easier games yeah yeah there's you're moving away from the like well, that's just an automatic loss. I mean, even yeah. even last season, you know, we we lost uh, all four games against Liverpool and Man City. We didn't score yeah. a goal, and we didn't really come close to scoring in any of those games. Uh, maybe at Man City away, we did come close to scoring. Excuse me, Obviously yeah. one disallowed yeah. had a couple of one on ones, but yeah. Whereas, yeah, next season much more competitive. I mean, I've written down. I'm not going to boldly predict like we're going to be good next season. But I've written down, we'll have more shots again, and that will be exciting. Yes. And and I can confidently predict we'll win more than six league games next season as well. Mm. And that's just gonna, you know, that is just gonna be a improvement on the general enjoyment of the season. So yeah, that is a, a huge silver lining. You drop down a level. I do think a lot of our players who've been really poor this season will look better. I'm not saying they're going to reach the levels they were at two years ago because yeah. I do think that's asking a lot because they were outstanding two years ago. But they're going to look better because the opposition isn't going to be as good. There's going to be more time on the ball. They're going to build up more confidence from getting more, having more possession, having more chances, scoring more goals. It's just going to be more fun to watch. Like, yeah, yeah you can, yeah, you can clip that one think... when we're in a relegation battle. But yeah, I'm pretty confident it's going to be fun. Well, this is the thing. The worst, one of the worst, the worst case scenario is the Sunderland thing, which everyone talks about. They went straight down and stuff like that. I can't. I just don't see it happening. I don't think with that in that sort of position at all. And the championship's a lot worse than it was when Sunderland came down. I think we've shown even this season how bad we've been. That we you can we can be anybody in the championship. 
I'm not saying we're going to be consistent enough, and I'm not saying we're going to be all of a sudden banging goals in because the confidence is still going to be shot from the season before when you get out to a bad start, as we talked about earlier. It can snowball into a bad season. But every single game you're going into, you're probably going to create a couple of chances anyway. Yeah, exactly that. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's my, probably my big thing, actually, for the whole of next season mm-hmm. is just, you know, especially being back at games, hopefully. And, uh, yeah. yeah, then just being the contests where I feel like we can win and score and, yeah, have, have moments to enjoy because there hasn't been much of that all this season. Um, yep. My next silver lining is uh, it's a bit of a niche one, but saying goodbye to uh, this home shirt. I hate this home shirt. It's not I, a good one, yeah. I didn't not- like it. I didn't like it at the start of the season. There's too much white. I don't. It, it will now forever be associated with the season in which we scored 19 or 20 goals and yeah. you know had the worst start ever. Yeah, I don't like it all. It's it's no. it's a proper bottom tier home shirt for me. And I'm, I think we've got we've got more year left to Adidas. I'm not sure to be honest, but we'll obviously we'll have a new design, won't we, for next season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm ready to chuck that one in the bin. I I like our away kits, um, so it's not entirely down to results. I mean, I think the results that you associate with a kit definitely dictates how you feel about it. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think our green and pink away kits are really nice, but home shirt. Get in the bin. I don't yeah. want to see that one ever again. And we've only yeah, got had a good old shirt for a while thinking about it. Maybe the 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 first season of the championship. I weren't that keen on the the one we got promoted in. To be honest, uh, I can't remember it now. Blimey. The plain white back. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do remember it now. Yeah, um, I, it got I guess... better as we were getting better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That is one that benefited from how well we did. I think. I, do you know? I actually really like last season the shirt. Um, I can't think of it to be honest. I thought this as a yeah uh, historical football kits here. I'm just gonna so so it was red and white stripes for anyone who's listening. Just to, <laughs> to know what that was. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking at it now. That yeah, that were a decent one actually. To be fair, appropriate amount of red. I really like the one we beat Wednesday and actually. So that was yeah. I was about to say I feel like this one gets a bit of a bad rap, but I really like that one. The uh, with the the black divide between the red and white stripes and the Telesex yeah. holidays. Good old Teletext holidays, yeah. That that was a that was a good kit. I'm just looking back through the others. We had some pretty terrible ones actually. The uh, the the all white. Uh, what was that? The anniversary one was that 125 years. Yeah, that's Something right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that was miserable. And then there's a few others here that just make me think of Chris Porter and Ryan Flynn. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just move away from that one. What's uh, what's your other silver linings if you've got any? Bit of an obvious bit of a tapping, but kickoff times being three yes. o'clock. Yes. I think um, it's been awful. Some of the kick, the Sunday night ones are just you're like, oh, I've got that. Especially when you're doing badly. I think even when you're doing well, if you've got a Sunday late Sunday kickoff, you, you, all the results have gone before, so you, you're sort of under pressure immediately. If you know what I mean, you're like, mm. you can't enjoy the weekend of football. I don't think. I think playing at three o'clock when everyone else has played, you can sort of analyze it get out your system by the day after and sort of concentrate on the next game and everything i hate these sunday night kickoffs more than anything yeah and just i mean they're just all over the place i know it's i know it's a product of no fans and tv and yeah, stuff like course, yeah. six o'clock kickoff that's that's no use to anyone is it that's no, a, to, no, i no. mean you know whether you've got kids or not that's that's generally a time of day when you're doing something whether you're yeah. you know working commuting making your tea or whatever like yeah, yeah that's that's a rubbish time um, going to the pub in our case tomorrow. Which I yeah, guess I'm yeah, yeah. Forward to just to stress that'll be the first time I've been in a pub since Championship Playoff Final, I think. When was that? Like July? 
Yeah, it would have been that for when Fulham beat Brentford, yeah. Yeah, that was... Waste uh... of time for Fulham, weren't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you, mate. Kickoff times and, and days as well, like playing generally on, you know, Saturday or midweek. None of this sort yeah. of yeah, yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. popping up on a Monday at six o'clock or anything like that. It's, uh, yeah, I'm very much, uh, very much on board with that. Uh, what else have I... Oh, I think this is... Oh, no, I've got two more, actually, but... Um, the fees- feasibility of getting away tickets potentially mm. is yeah. uh is is yeah something that is quite appealing to me i am i guess i'm i'm towards the lower end of loyalty points it turns yeah. out much to my frustration um but i'll not get into that right now despite having a season ticket for like four or five years now might as as well have not had one at all um anyway yeah where were you in the mickey adams era (laughs) (laughs) so bigger bigger away allocations is uh is possible tickets will be more expensive because they don't do the capped at 30 pounds thing whatever it was for the premier league but yeah yeah, in theory there might be less demand we might get you know six thousand away at preston again or whatever it is there's some good away trips in the championship mm. as well. That I'm looking forward to yep. Peterborough getting promoted was a a nice little uh, nice little silver lining as well because that's um, that's always one of my favourite away trips. I, it's hard to explain why. It's just always a really good day out. So I've never yeah. been actually. So yeah, I'll try my. If obviously we're allowed to go and stuff, I will. Um, yeah, I'll I'll be uh, I'll, I'll try and get a ticket for that. Lincoln coming up is quite exciting. Whether we can get a ticket for that, I don't know. But that's a team I never thought we'd be playing. If you know what I mean, because we've yeah. always got to be non-league or league two or whatever so uh, i'll be cheering them on tomorrow That's... yeah tomorrow yeah yeah they play sunderland don't they yeah, yeah. And i don't want sunderland coming up anyway the more more decent sides in league one the better for, for yeah. obvious reasons because <laughs> uh yeah i mean obviously you know every, pretty much every premier league ground is is sold out um from the yeah. home fans perspective so they give a you know a fairly small amount of tickets to the away fans whereas some of the teams in the championship don't sell out all their home games. And if United want four, five, six thousand tickets, they probably will give them to us. And yeah, yeah that's always good when there's a, a massive away support. I'm not saying that we're going to take six thousand fans to every away game, just to be clear. I'm saying that if yeah, we're in the yeah, 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 yeah. if we're in the promotion hunt, for example, and we have a big away game coming up, then there will be that. It'd be level interesting to see the appetite for it. People will still be scared, obviously. I mean, I'm going on the notion here that everything is going to slowly get back to normal. Um, you know, people are going to be scared. It'd be interesting to see how many people sort of, you know, it, it, what the crowds are like all over the country, to be fair. Yeah, indeed. But it's good to see that what has been there has been good atmosphere. Um, mm. Have you got any more any more silver liners? I've got one more. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a couple of you. Uh, I think that, I personally think the punditry is a lot better um, in the mm. championship because for a start, we're one of the big boys, if you like, because we just come down. People know more about us and and stuff because of our time in the Premier League. You've got Colin Murray, Benjamin Bloom, Daniel Mann. Daniel Mann's back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, some fantastic commentary moments from him. You get the um, uh, Not the Top 20 podcast, which I think is fantastic. To be honest, I'm not going to lie, I stopped listening to it because when we went up because it didn't, <laughs> didn't involve United at all. I yeah. weren't really interested in it. But I just think, this, personally, I was really disappointed when we went to the Premier League at how I knew it was going to be the case that everyone's only bothered about Man U and Chelsea, but I... And I know we got more spotlight to a degree, but it was so lazy, weren't it? The majority of punditry and, and even what other fans think about us and stuff. Obviously, doing the view froms and stuff. Uh, did, did nobody knew a thing about us. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. My, my final one is is kind of related to this, and it's 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 less clickbaity, soundbitey, talking head takes mm. from uh, I'll just say from talk sport people, for example. Yes. But yeah, I was I was thinking about this earlier actually, and. 
when you can't go to games in the Premier League, there's not a lot left, is there? No. I, I don't know if this is just the ultimate we've been relegated, like, you know, Mardi take, but, you know, the punditry, as you say, is terrible to infuriating. The commentary is terrible to infuriating. The sort of, at best, patronising comments from other teams' fans and, you know, Twitter bots from Africa and stuff like this, yeah, like yeah, 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 chiming yeah. in with dead club and stuff on every going down. Oh, wait, oh, that's a yeah, like there's just not much <laughs> left, is there? I mean, I don't care about I've got to be honest, I don't care about the standard of opposition that we're playing. I want to see my team win, I want to, I want to enjoy success from my team. And if, if that success comes at the behest of a really good team, then that's something that I will, you know, mentally treasure and never forget. Yeah, of but yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, not being able to go to experience the feeling of watching United versus Liverpool or Tottenham or whatever in person, it's like, well, so what? I mean, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So, yeah, the 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 punditry, the talking head stuff, I'm kind of glad to just leave that in the rearview mirror for now, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And we got so much praise last season and stuff, but I, I don't think it was patronising or anything like that, but... I don't think it really added anything to what we didn't already know. There were a couple of good takes from Carragher, uh, you know, when he does his Monday night football and he proper delves into what's happened. But, you know, the Keown stuff, as you were talking about, and Robbie Savage, not Robbie Savage, Stephen McManaman, mm-hmm. um, all these people who you've they've just turned up, looked at a team sheet and said, Chris Basham, oh, he must... Yeah, uh, yeah. well, we know he gets stuck in. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't know... <laughs> I mean, it's it just nothing, nothingness... And hopefully, you know, I mean, the the punditry in, in the championship, they normally get, weirdly enough, sort of people who are already in jobs in the championship. I've seen the Cowley brothers, all well, League One, Cowley brothers on there, or Gareth Ainsworth, or uh, Neil Harris. Uh, they're, they're like the sort of pundits on their games. And you think, well, they will know what's got. Gary Monk were another one. They'll know a little bit more because they're actually in that division now or have been very recently. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was their job to know these things. Whereas, yeah, so you know, I, I mean, whatever you think of Gary Monk, for instance, if last season he's coming on a Sheffield Wednesday game, I'd take his opinion because he, <laughs> I think he'll know what he's talking about in that particular situation and in that particular yeah, division. Definitely, and uh, yeah, so the, the punditry thing, I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, and yeah, from my like my add on to that is le- less being fished for bites among United fan base because mm-hmm. I think you know every fan base is going to be like this you know they'd be rabid in the defense of the club and the players yeah. and ready to pounce on the slightest perceived slight and yeah. I you know there are obviously media organizations who make an entire business out of that of you know let's put something a little bit controversial out there targeting Sheffield United this week and you well, know, just... I, I, I got sucked into it yesterday I retweeted the footy accumulators where they put Sheffield United rolled it into the in the corner at 85 minutes gone and they're already mm. relegated I'm like wow we're trying to win <laughs> <laughs> big wow uh, yeah. So, and, yeah and yeah and a lot of these people running these accounts are Probably about twelve, aren't we? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I'm, uh, I'm ready to just, uh, you know, crawl out of that particular spotlight. To be honest, and just focus on the football again. This may all be terribly naive, and we find out that the, uh, the championship is just as rife with this now as it, 
Um, well, I can say I've got more confidence purely because of just the, the, the few games that I've seen, the guests in the studio are actually people who are in that division at that moment or have been very recently. It's yeah. not Graham Souness who, oh, for cute. whatever, he's, he's achieved or whatever, has not been in football for over a decade. Yeah, I, I don't really want to hear Souness or Roy Keane talk about Sheffield United ever again, no, to be honest. You don't know what they're talking about. You can, you can say, well, they used to play the game. That's fine, but they don't know anything about us. No, and I mean, Keane hasn't played the game for what, like 20 years? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 18 Alexa years? Carragher did a couple of good pieces. Um, there's, there's a couple of others in there as well who... But I don't think anyone's as good as like, for instance, like I said, they're not, they're, they're not the top 20 guys or Benjamin Bloom or even Colin Murray. He does a yeah. bit of research at least when he's doing his presenting. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Benjamin Bloom, the the goat. Looking forward to. Uh... I, mean, I watched his um, "Why Did Sheffield Wednesday Go Down" video, which was very entertaining. If anyone's not checked that, I've yeah. not watched that one actually. I'll uh, yeah. I'll have a look. Yeah, do enjoy Benjamin Bloom's stuff and uh, a lovely chap he is as well. So hopefully mm. we'll see. Hopefully see him at the lane next season. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah, he's good. Good luck charm for us as well, isn't he? <laughs> he's just a good looking, which he, he is also. <laughs> yeah. <very> good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very handsome chap indeed with uh, wonderful flowing locks yes. um, any more silver linings beyond Benjamin Bloom's excellent hair uh, I've got uh, I've got three left I'm going to leave one uh, yeah I'll leave it to the end two of them actually are, are about this season uh, the silver linings of this season Not this is not necessarily this season as such but we had a top 10 finish the season before mm-hmm. um, obviously we finished ninth. I was looking at Crystal Palace because Crystal Palace are obviously one of those sort of clubs who just seem to be in the Premier League and you forget about them. They don't really do anything ever. <laughs> they've never actually, they've been in the Premier League 10 seasons overall since it started. They've never finished above 11th. So we've sort of <laughs> gone up and in one season achieved more than Palace. I know they're still in the Premier League and stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, I'm not being fair on them. But yeah, we, we've, we've got a higher place than they've got in the past, you know, the, the 10 years that they've been in the league. So they've finished. Between 11th and 17th for 10 straight seasons. 11th and 16th. <laughs> it's not 10 straight seasons, it's seven straight seasons, uh, and then the three seasons before, you know, when they okay. sort of, yeah. But yeah, see, yeah, the last seven straight seasons, they finished between 16th and 11th. I mean, I'm laughing. Obviously, I would I would swap in a heartbeat from uh, with them for our current situation. But mm. um, yeah, you're right. Top top ten finish and uh, yeah, I've still got an eye on Leeds potentially not finishing in the top ten this season. Yeah. Where, where it just they? makes me think actually um, a bit of a take on the in uh, year out, but obviously out this time is down. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, nice one. What else you got? Uh, yeah, we've lived through the worst season in our living memory. Uh, I think it's fair to say, certainly in terms of points uh, that I can remember anyway. And I imagine most people listen to this card, and we haven't lost any money watching it. You can't say, oh. normally you can say like, why do I pay my money? <laughs> can't even say that. So we've, we've saved so much money watching pointless matches literally this season. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Like, yeah, I suppose by that, in that respect, next season's season ticket is free. Mm. Do you want to be the ultimate, ultimate positive take? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, yeah, all this season, all these terrible games that we've seen. I mean, people say if the crowds were there, it might have been different, but let's say it wasn't. Can you imagine paying money to see a lot of these games this season? Do you know, I genuinely had not considered that at any stage, and that is an unbelievable point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Palace at home last week, already relegated. Uh, oh, imagine that. I don't think I'd have left the pub. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you mentioned this a few weeks ago. Away games would have been great. Like, yeah. that would have been money well spent. Yeah. You know, forget what's happening away. on the That would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? It really would. But even the games where we've lost, like, 4-0 and stuff, it's yeah, still been yeah. a... A good atmosphere, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah but the nice home one. game's going to be an awful. I think <laughs> potentially. Yeah. What's uh, What's your last one? My final one. I'm, I'm, I don't really think this, but I'm doing this just to get the fans on side. Um, and that's no more John Lundstrom. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I didn't know you were going to finish with that, but that is a good segue, I think, just to wrap up and uh, just talk about the. Um, yeah, they, well, they, we're not going to do a podcast after the Newcastle game. We will do one after the Burnley game, which will obviously yeah. be the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to know what the atmosphere is going to be. I I don't expect to get a ticket, as I said, but don't go and boo, please, if you're going to go. Think, like, I mean, have you, yeah, have you read the pre-match Newcastle view? Yes, it's well, hilarious. a lot of Newcastle fans are thinking of taking cabbages in to throw up Bruce, having Bruce out batters, having a go at Mike Ashley. It sounds like a just mad like anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I I really I'm sure people will do this, but I really hope that whoever's in that five thousand crowd are just enjoying the fact they're watching United again and the season's it's already done. There's nothing to you know, what's left to be said at this point. But yeah, you mentioned Lundstrom and I think we would be best served not bringing him on in that game is that do you think that's fair i think that would be an absolutely i hope he's not even on the bench to be honest because as soon as his name's read out you know i, I just i mean i don't think i think with it i think people will be happy to be back it'll be a novel experience and i think it'll be i don't think it's going to be one of those games where people are booing i think it's going to be like i say a bit of a novelty almost isn't it yeah like, yeah yeah like a friendly i suppose yeah yeah but if things are going a little bit bad and he comes on then I just don't see it. It don't save anyone. Just put one of the young lads on. Yeah, that that, that what you said there is bang on. I think it just it just serves absolutely no benefit to anyone, does it? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a professional. I'm sure he'd want to go out there and prove people wrong. But he's not and, and it much another season. <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah, what am I, what am I saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, he's not the reason we've got relegated. It's he's just not. He's, not. he's not covered himself in glory either. Um, and obviously not signing the contract is... That's his right, but that has hung over us through the season, I think. Um, yeah. And the and fact actually, we've... I, I, I put him in as a joke, really. I don't think he's the... I'm not sort of going to be, get in, he's finally gone. I'm not one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's time for him to, to leave. I think they were talking about his regular work and we were saying that um, we've uh, got four midfielders, I think, now, once Lundstrom goes. I think Osborne, Fleck, Norwood, Norwood. and Luke Freeman. Oh, and Luke Freeman's five then. Berger oh, so as well. One, sorry. Oh, yeah, Burke, sorry. Yeah, I've gone on the notion that he's already gone, to be fair. But yeah. Mm. And anyway, three of those are left footed. So yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a. We'll talk about this, obviously, another time. But I wonder if the manager will be in as well for that game. Yeah, I don't know. My 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 hunch is something just gets announced after the final game. I think it almost makes sense to wait now, I think. Yeah, I, I, I see both sides of this. I'm, I'm of yeah, the, so do I, to be fair. I'm, I'm of the opinion that I don't think it really matters that much, but I've read you know, some good takes from people where I can see where they're coming from where, hmm. about getting him in now. Especially now, I think, for instance, if he came in for the last two games, he's not tarnished by the season, is there, or anything like that. But Yeah, you, see, I, I agree with that, but I also I, I hear a lot of people say, you know, a new manager won't want a relegation on his CV. So... Which I don't, I don't agree 
that that is the case. But obviously, if enough people are saying that, presumably there is something in it that, you know, I mean, so I think Neil Warnock famously never got relegated, did he, or something like that. He's, you know, he always got, got sacked. Was it Warnock or was it someone else? There's a there's a manager who's never been relegated because he generally leaves before. It might be Mark Hughes, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's always quit before he got relegated. Yeah, so, right. You're right, so, yeah, yeah. I remember an interview with him, like, I've never been relegated. He actually quit before. <laughs> yeah, he got <laughs> sacked with, like, no. a game to go. So, yeah, I do think there must be something a little bit in that from a professional point of view, that he will be a relegated manager if he took uh, if he took over a few games in advance. But, yeah, mm. it, it'll be interesting to see. It'd be nice to be able to talk about that next week after the Burnley game, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see. Um, yeah, I think the thing with Lundstrom, the silver lining... It is for me is just just drawing a line under this. It's it's hung over our whole season to a such a dispro- disproportionate amount. Like it didn't need to be like this. It didn't need to be this big a deal. And it's it's not his fault that we haven't had a replacement for him. No. He's had to play almost every game. Um, but yeah, I, I just I the start of the season we need a midfielder. If Wilder will listen to me, it'd still be managing yep. now. We'd be in Europe. <laughs> You you nailed it. You should have should have tweeted wit or Alan yeah, Biggs has got the ear of the manager. Yeah, that'd have been a good idea. Well, maybe even Phipps say so. Tell Gatewilder go above him. <laughs> <laughs> Take it straight to the top. We need another midfielder. Um, yeah, I you know I'm not going to be upset if he ends up getting another contract with us, Lundstrom. I'd be I'd be very surprised. But you know if if there's no one out there that wants to take him and uh, and he wants like a you know he's happy to take a sort of two year deal with us or something like that. Fine. I think he's okay. I, I like yeah, him as a player. I just, the situation has been an absolute pain in the ass this season. Yeah. And uh, some of his performances have been those of someone who doesn't want to be here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just one way or another, get that line drawn under it, whether that's him agreeing to stay and us wanting to keep him, a new manager wanting to keep him, or him just leaving and finding a new club. Yeah, I just don't want it hanging, as over, hanging over us anymore. Or being assassinated on the pit now, match. <laughs> no, no, I better not say that. I just like people might have like, in my blades pod said. Oh god, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> right, that was fun, mate. I enjoyed that. I, I'm I'm already looking forward to next season. Like, yes, uh, again, not in a we're going to storm the league. You know, we've won more games than Norwich did, therefore automatic promotion next season. Um, but I mean, if if you told me that season was starting next weekend, I'd be like, let's go. Like, you know, season season starting, fans are coming back. Bring it on! Cannot wait. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm ready to leave this season in in the dirt, which is where we've spent most of this season, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and move on to a a more level playing field. I imagine the championship will be for uh, for this team. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, do you want to plug the plug your podcast, mate? Which wrapped up its first season. Yeah, didn't done it? the first series of Living with Madeley. Uh, cheers for everyone listening. We're going to come we, while well, we record. We've already recorded it. Actually, we did a, a bonus special. Just listen to this episode. People who have sent us stuff in that we never got a chance to mention, and uh, got absolutely really drunk. I honestly can't remember how it ended. <laughs> to be honest, so that should be quite fun. But I think we'll be releasing it in two parts. Uh, once Liam gets his, uh, yeah. Gets his gets his ass into gear. <laughs> <laughs> Edits out your drunk. Yeah, yeah so I'm having a go at him. I can't edit, so it's all on him. To be fair, and he's he's, he's got a real life as well. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And uh, two two high quality view froms yes. this week as well already. Hopefully, yeah, let's. So I mean, I enjoyed doing the Everton one. It's the first one I've enjoyed for even the Brighton one because it was such a bit of a scrappy performance or anything. The, the fact that we played well and you're getting all the same. That's the worst we've played in 15 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, all that it's a good throwback, that, wasn't it? Yeah, good to have that back. So uh, hopefully more of them next season. 
Definitely. And the Newcastle one, just, uh, I can't remember why, but there was a Smelly Cat reference in there from Friends. Yeah, they were going to sing a song to Bruce. Um, tuna, <laughs> tuna Smelly, smelly Cat. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> yeah. Well, worth a look. That's a Roy's View from .com. The podcast is Living with Maidley and uh, very enjoyable. It is. It is, it is you that uh, sings and records the theme tune, right? Sing the theme tune, write the theme tune. <laughs> um, a man yeah, of many um, talents. Uh, yeah, I. Um, yeah, I've uh, picked up the old guitar. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm available for bookings if anyone wants more ditties. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the Dusty Club have got a, a um, they haven't got a thing, a theme tune for their podcast. I keep offering, but they're not interested. Yeah. Maybe you should write one for this. I'm still using the same generic. I think, bit. I think this is ingrained. The theme tune to this is ingrained now. It's like I don't know. I imagine if like you change the Blue Peter theme tune, and everyone goes. <laughs> <laughs> I put about five minutes effort into finding this bit of music. <laughs> I'm still waiting for somebody to knock on my door and ask for royalties. No, I was, yeah, I was very five thousand episodes of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I was very careful to find some royalty-free music to use. But uh, anyway, there we go. Right, mate, that was fun. It's good to be back. Um, apologies again to uh, for. For messing you about a bit last week with uh, yeah, some no worries. No worries. short-term rearrangement and apologies to our dear listeners for um, yeah delaying a podcast. But we'll be back next week, uh, rain or shine, after the Burnley game, and uh, yeah, we'll um, well we've got a, a load of post-season content lined up, and uh, we can start to look ahead to hopefully a new manager and hopefully a uh, a brighter future with fans back at games and uh, United winning more than six games in a season, but. Um, yeah, it'd be nice if we get get three more points out of these next two games, win one of them, and uh, get more points than Norwich did last season. That'd be a that'd be a good way to finish the season, I think. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not that yeah. I'm obsessed with Norwich, but you know, just no, no. But at the same time, you know, it'll be it's just sort of right. You know, we can bounce back, as Alan Partridge said. People do bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> we're now. I think now, if the season, if we don't get any more points, I think we're now the sixth worst team in Premier League history no, so gonna, the only only thing we're going to get remembered for is maybe the least amount of goals and obviously the worst uh-huh. ever start that's it yeah that's fine I'd have taken that at the start of the season I, I wouldn't have taken that at the start of the season <laughs> <laughs> under any circumstances yeah we'll have to do our season uh, predictions ones unfortunately <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe we, we maybe tag that onto the uh, the podcast next week we'll, uh, we'll yeah. have a think and uh, see what we come up with right mate thanks very very much for your time you go and uh, go and get some rest yeah, I, I know you need it. You've put some uh, serious effort in today, and uh, yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow, and we can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let's hope for a win. Yeah, come on, you blades, nice one. All right, buddy. Thanks again. I'll talk to you in a bit. Yep. Cheers, mate. Thank you. That's all for this week. So big thank you to Andrew, and a big thank you to Glistening Kicks, who are the sponsor of this podcast and a Sheffield-based business delivering high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. It was very exciting to see them open their first-ever shop a few weeks ago as well. Really amazing to see how quickly this business has, uh, has developed and built up. So let me tell you a little bit about Glistening Kicks and what they do. They can remove loose dirt and debris, give deep clean to laces, shoes, and midsoles, also touch up any scuffs or imperfections, plus... If you're looking for a full repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you as well. As well as their new Sheffield store, Glistening kicks off a local collection and return in the city and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. 
They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair and give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Thank you.